بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين ولا عاقبة للمتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ومن اقتدى بسنته ليوم الدين أما بعد وقد قال النووي رحمه الله تعالى في الحديث الرابع والعشرون عن أبي الذر الغفار رضي الله عنه عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فيما يرويه عن ربه عز وجل أنه قال يا عبادي إني حرمت الظلم على نفسي وجعلته بينكم محرما فلا تظالموا يا عبادي كلكم ضال إلا من هديته فاستهدوني أهديكم يا عبادي كلكم جائع إلا من أطعمته فاستطعموني أطعمكم يا عبادي كلكم عار إلا من كسوته فاستكسوني أكسوكم يا عبادي إنكم تخطيون بالليل والنهار وأنا أغفر الذنوب جميعا فاستغفروني أغفر لكم يا عبادي إنكم لن تبلغوا دري فتضرني ولن تبلغوا نفعي فتنفعني يا عبادي لو أن أولكم وآخركم وإنسكم وجنكم كانوا على أتقى قلب رجل واحد منكم ما زاد ذلك في ملك شيئا يا عبادي لو أن أولكم وآخركم وإنسكم وجنكم كانوا على أفجر قلب رجل واحد منكم ما نقص ذلك من ملك شيئا يا عبادي لو أن أولكم وآخركم وإنسكم وجنكم قاموا في سعيد واحد فسألوني فأعطيت كل واحد مسألته ما نقص ذلك مما عندي إلا كما ينقص المخياط إذا أدخل البحر يا عبادي إنما هي أعمالكم أحسيها لكم ثم أوفيها ثم أوفيكم إياها فمن وجد خيرا فليحمد الله ومن وجد غير ذلك فلا يلومن إلا نفسه رواه مسلم This hadith of Abi Dhar radiyallahu ta'ala'an He mentioned that the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam from his Lord that he said, O my servants, I have forbidden dhulm, oppression for myself and I have made it forbidden amongst you, so do not oppress one another. O my servants, all of you are astray except those whom I have guided. So seek guidance from me and I shall guide you. O my servants, all of you are hungry except those who are fed. So seek food from me. I shall feed you. O my servants, all of you are clothless, naked, except those whom I have given clothes to. So seek clothing from me and I shall clothe you. O my servants, you commit sins daily and nightly, and I forgive all sins. So seek forgiveness from me and I will forgive you. O my servants, you will not attain harm in me so as to harm me. You will not attain benefit in me so as to benefit me. O my servants, if the first of you and the last of you, the humans of you and the jinn of you, were all, pi- all as pious as the most pious heart of any individual amongst you, 
then this would not increase my kingdom an iota. O my servants, if the first of you, and the last of you, and the humans of you, and the jinn of you, were all as wicked as the most wicked heart of an, any individual amongst you, then this would not decrease my kingdom an iota. O my servants, if the first of you, and the last of you, and the humans of you, and the jinn of you, were all to stand together in one place and ask of me, and I were to give everyone what they requested, then that would not decrease what I possess, Mimulki, except what is decreased of the ocean when a needle is dipped into it. O oh, my servants, it is indeed your deeds that I account for you, and then recompense you for. So he who finds good, let him praise Allah. Let him say Alhamdulillah. And he who finds other than that, let him blame no one but himself. In this hadith, Barakallahu Feekum, Mason Hadith and Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the hadith of Qudsi, the narration of Qudsi from the statement of Abidhar Radhiallahu Ta'ala, he said, An Nabi. His statement says, An Nabi, upon Nabi. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is narrating this from Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. Naam. In this hadith, we have many benefits. There are many benefits that we can take from this hadith. The first benefit that we can take, أن هذا الحديث دل على أن الله يتكلم سبحانه وتعالى كما يشاء. This is a statement from Allah. This hadith is a statement from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So therefore it's a dalil, it's a proof that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks. This is a refutation against the Jahmiyyah, refutation against the Mu'tazila and the people of Ahwa who deny the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hadi yadullah na Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yatakallam. Kama yasha' qala Allah. As the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he said, Allah. And that is Allah said. And this is a proof, Barakallahu Fikum, that Allah speaks. And it is an affirmation of the aqeed of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. The second benefit. And in this hadith is the munada of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ibadihi. Wahadam yu rahmatihi bihim. And that is that throughout this hadith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has called his creation, his, the, 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 his ibad, O oh my worshipper, O oh my slave. And this is from the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the closeness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah has with his ibad, those who are pious. Now this, barakallahu feekum, would increase the sakina and the tranquility of the slave. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Ya Ibadi, O my slaves, O my worshipper, this will no doubt cause tranquility in the hearts of the believer. Benefit number three. And in this hadith, Barakallahu Fikum, is a proof that all of the creation are slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They are either slaves of Allah that obey Him or slaves of Allah that disobey Him. 
But as for the slaves of Allah that obey him, these are the believers. These are the mu'minun. But as for the kuffar, the disbelievers, these are the slaves of Allah that disobey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the essence of a tawheed. And do not follow his legislation subhanahu wa ta'ala. But all are the worship, are the servants of Allah. They are all the slaves of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next benefit that we can take from this hadith is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he says, Ya ibadi. And this is benefit number three or four. He says, Ya ibadi. And when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives a munada, he's calling them Ya ibadi. This is the leel ala ahmiyati ma ba'dahu. Shows the importance of that which will come. Therefore, when Allah says, Ya ibadi, it makes the one who is reading this hadith and listening to this narration open their hearts and open their ears and focus and reflect on that which is coming after because it shows its ahamiya, it shows its importance. Benefit number six or number five. And that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this hadith, it proves that he is the one who legislated. Al-Hadith and Allah huwa al-Mushari. Allah is the one who makes things halal. Allah is the one who makes things haram. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes that which is permissible according to his wisdom. And he makes that which is impermissible according to his wisdom subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next benefit that we can take from this hadith. Barakallahu feekum. And that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has established for himself a self. Nafs, and this is from the Aqid of Ahlul Sunnah to Jama'ah. Allah says, Inni haramtu adhulma ala nafsi, myself. So, nothing is comparable to him, and he is the all seeing according to his majesty. We don't make any ta'wil, we do not negate this statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala attributing the self to himself. We do not uh, distort it. And distort its meaning and taking it taking it from his context that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned. And we do not ask how. But rather we believe because it's from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us that which is sufficient for us. The next benefit that we can take from this hadith is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And do not oppress each other. And this is a nahi that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began with vulum. The first prohibition he began was the prohibition of oppression. Some of the ulama have said that this is a proof, barakalafikum, that one should not oppress his brother. And that is that he should be the one to initiate the oppression. Do not initiate oppression to your brother. Do not start and be the one to initiate the oppression to your brother. And some of the ulama have mentioned in this hadith, and this is a nahi and an intiqam, and that is a prohibition in seeking revenge through oppression. So some of the ulama said, in this hadith is a prohibition of starting oppression against your brother. Barakallahu feekum.
and some of others from the ulama have mentioned that this hadith it means do not react in an oppressive manner in seeking revenge in times when you have been oppressed and perhaps the meaning of this hadith is included in uh, both these meanings and that is that we do not start oppression our brothers and our sisters and we do not seek revenge by oppressive means if we are oppressed the next benefit that we can take from this hadith and that is that there is no benefit in oppression that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited oppression indefinitely there is no benefit in oppression there is no positive positivity in oppression there is no benefit in the mujtama of oppression which is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has prohibited it indefinitely the next benefit that we can take from this hadith and that hadith and this is a refutation against those people who said that we are all we are all one and, and one is all in us and said that Allah is all one and one is all in him one entity and that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began with himself separately and then he mentioned the creation so it's a refutation for those who say that Allah is that one with his creation Allah mentioned and then and I've made it haram amongst you so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned himself separate from the creation which is a refutation against the wahdatul wujud those who say that Allah is one with his creation and this is from the affairs of shirkiya taken from the aqeed of the sufiya and so forth now Refutation against that Akhidah of a Sufiya. The next benefit that we can take from uh, this hadith, Barakallahu Fikum, is that in this hadith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began with فَقَدْمَ فِي الْحَدِيثِ الدَّلَالَ وَالْهُدَى So he began with that you are astray except for the one that I have guided. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala began with the essence of our uh, life here ya ikhwatil kiram and that is to be guided upon a tawheed and guided towards the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for hidayah we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from misguidance and in this hadith Allah began with this issue of guidance and misguidance because it's important and then after that he began with food mentioning food Seek food from me and I will feed you. Naam. Because that is next in importance. And then after that, he began with clothings. Barakallahu fikum. So it's in that order showing the importance. Allah began with the most important. And that is seeking guidance from him. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kullukum dal illa man hadaytuhu. All of you are straight except for the one I guide. Because guidance is of the utmost importance. So Allah began with that in this hadith, Barakallahu Fikum. And then after that, Aham for Aham. Then the one that is next in importance is mentioned, and so forth. Barakallahu Fikum. The next benefit that we can take from this hadith is that 
كل من لم يهده الله تبارك وتعالى فهو ضال everyone who Allah does not guide he is astray كلكم ضال all of you are astray فلم يستثن من ذلك أحدا no one is except, except from that كلكم ضال إلا من هديت the ones that are saved are those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided the next benefit that we can take from this hadith is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is al-hadi Allah is the one who who guides subhanahu wa ta'ala so therefore we turn to him subhanahu wa ta'ala and in that barakallahu fikum we stick to that which he has sent to, to us min al-huda wa nur from guidance from the sending of the messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the Quran and also barakallahu fikum he, he's, uh, the companions the uh, sahaba radiyallahu anhu Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decreed that they be the companions of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. But this is all part of the guidance. And we have to follow that guidance. كُلُّكُمْ ضَالٌ إِلَّا مَنْ All of you are straight except for those who uh, Allah has guided. And Allah is the one who guides. So therefore he has sent us the guidance. And that is the sunnah of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Quran and the sunnah and the understanding of the Sahaba, the Radiyallahu Ta'ala Anhu. The next benefit that we can take from this hadith. And that is, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, Kullukum Dal, all of you are straight. Kullukum Jai, all of you are hung in hunger. Kullukum Aar, all of you are naked. So here it shows that the Sawil Khalqin Allah. It shows that the all of the creation are the same with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these in this in this essence. Walakina tafadu the virtueness of each individual and one being better than the other is according to their a'mal, is according to their actions, is according to their obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's according to the tamasuk the deen. They're clinging to the deen, clinging to the religion. Now the ones who are sabirun the ones who are patient, in Allah Sabirin. The ones who have taqwa, in Allah Ma'alladina Taqaw, Walladina Humuhsinun. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is with those who have taqwa and those who do good. This is what makes one more virtuous than the other. Inna akramukum in the Allah atqaqum. That the one who is most uh, pious to Allah closest to Allah, the most respected to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one that is most pious from amongst you so this is what differentiates us not in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not the one who has clothes or the one who has food but rather the one who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given a tawfiq for them to be upon the deen of al-Islam and following the sunnah of the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Another benefit that we can take from this hadith is إثبات منهج أهل السنة والجماع في قولهم إن الإيمان يزيد وينقص in the aqidah of the people of the sunnah أهل السنة والجماع this hadith affirms the aqidah as it relates to iman and that is that iman goes up and iman goes down فإن الهداية تزيد وتنقص and that is that guidance uh, increases and guidance 
decreases. So in this hadith is a proof regarding that. That everyone will have different levels of guidance. And the guidance will increase. And in that the iman increases. And guidance will decrease. And in that the iman decreases. كُلُّكُمْ دَالُونَ لَوْ iman إِلَّا مَنْ حَدَيْتَ Except for the one that I've guided increasing his iman. So in this is a, the proof of, aqeed, of the aqeed of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. That iman goes up with obedience and guidance. And iman goes down. And iman goes up with obedience and following the guidance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Following the huda, following the Quran and sunnah, the obedience, the ta'ah, staying away from haram, fulfilling the obligatory acts and so forth. Iman goes up. And, barakallahu feekum, iman goes down when one is upon dalala, one is upon deviance, whether it's a deviance of sins or more severe than that, the deviance of bid'ah, which is a greater sin, and more severe than that, the deviance of shirk, na'am. Iman goes up and down, barakallahu feekum. The proof is mentioned in this hadith for the aqeed of Ahl al-Sunnati wal-Jama'ah. In this hadith, there is another benefit, barakallahu feekum. And that is, إِلَّا مَنْ هَدَيْتَهُ Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said that all of you are astray except for the one that I've guided. And this is the virtues of the messengers that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent them as guidance. So in this is the virtue of those who Allah has sent as guidance. هُدَى لِلنَّاسِ بَيِّنَاتِ مِنَ الْهُدَى وَالْفُرْقَانِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam with the Qur'an. Kalam Allah, the Kalam of Allah, the Qur'an, the Kalam of Allah, غَيْرُ مَخْلُوق. The statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that is not created. مِنْهُ بَدَعُ وَيَلَيْهِ يَعُودُ بَارَكَ So... Allah sent the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa with the Qur'an and the Sunnah. They sent the Messengers alayhi salatu wasalam for guidance to their people. So here when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says, إِلَّا مَنْ هَدَيْتُهُ This shows the virtue of those who Allah has sent as guidance to mankind. And they are the Rusul. لِأَنَّ اللَّهَ هَدَى بِهِمُ النَّاسِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guided the people through the sending of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa وَأَخْرَجُهُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِلَى النُّورِ And has taken them away from the darkness to the light. Naam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Rusul, the Anbiya. From the benefits that we can take from this hadith. And that is, in this hadith, Barakallahu feekum. يَدُولُ الْحَدِيثَ عَلَى حَاجَةِ الْإِنسَانِ إِلَى الْهِدَايَةِ فِي كُلِّ لَحْظَةِ مِنْ لَحَظَاتِ حَيَاتِهِ and that is that everyone needs guidance at every point of their life. Kullukum dalun illa man All of you are stray except for the one that I've guided, Allah says. So we need guidance in all affairs. And Ibn Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentions this in his Risale ila ikhwani, a treatise or a message that he sent to one of his brothers. And that is that he mentioned, Barakallahu feekum, that. We need guidance in every time. Even when we're guided, barakallahu feekum, for example, we're guided to the sunnah. We need guidance upon the sunnah, to stay on the sunnah, to die upon the sunnah. Which is why Imam Ahmed, rahimullah ta'ala, kana yaqul, Allahumma amitna ala al-islami wa sunnah. Oh Allah, make us die upon al-islam, 
and the Sunnah. We need guidance in all times. And he mentioned Ibn Qayyim, rahimahullah ta'ala, a similitude, where he said that, for example, you're asking somebody to guide you to a country, to guide you to a path, to a way. You want to go to a city. He would say to you, take left, take right, and so forth. And then you get to that place. And then you know, you need to know the weather. You need to know what to do. You need to know where to go to buy food. You need to know where to find a home and abode. So you will need further guidance on that path. And then you know, you need to know how to maintain that home. And you need to know how to earn and sustain yourself and your family. So you need further guidance on how to do this. This is like Barakallahu Fikum being guided to the Sunnah. We're guided to the Sunnah. We need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us to stay on the Sunnah, to stay away from those things that oppose the Sunnah. The fitting that comes as a test, we need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance so we can stick to the Sunnah in that regard and to maintain it until our death. Barakallahu Fikum. So this shows that we need to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance. So So seek guidance from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will guide. Naam. The next benefit that we can take from this hadith. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has commanded us to make dua and he has promised that he will answer. Seek guidance from me and I will guide you. Seek guidance with ikhlas. Seek guidance with the sunnah. With tawheed. As Ibn Qayyim ta'ala. Make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a heart that is alive. Not a heart that is distracted. Seek guidance from Allah. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised that the one who seeks guidance and makes dua to him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, bil ikhlas, was sidq, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will answer, فَلَا أُذْرَ بَعْدَ ذَلِكَ لِلْبِطَالِ There's no one who can make an excuse after that for not asking Allah. Allah has opened the door that one should ask him, and he, subhanahu wa ta'ala, will answer. But the ones who have istikbar, the ones who are arrogant, they are verily, they're the ones who are at loss. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَقَالَ رَبُّكُمْ مُدْعُونِي أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ أَنْ عِبَادَتِهِ سَيَدْخُلُونَ جَهَنَّمَ دَاخِرِينَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَقَالَ رَبُّكَ And your Lord said, اُدْعُونِي Supplicate to me, أَسْتَجِبْ لَكُمْ I will answer you. Similar to this hadith. إِنَّ الَّذِينَ يَسْتَكْبِرُونَ أَنْ عِبَادَتِهِ Verily those who are arrogant as it relates to his ibadah, and in this case, the dua, the one that is arrogant to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he thinks he's self-sufficient. He has istikbar, he has kibr and arrogance. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will have those enter into, into, into jahannam, into hellfire. And we have a hadith, and Yahya ibn Sa'id, and ibn Ajlan, qala hadathana Amr ibn Shu'ayb, عن أبيه عن جده عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال يحشر المتكبرون يوم القيامة أمثال ذر في سور الناس يعلوهم كل شيء من الصغار حتى يدخلون السجن في جهنم يقال له بولس 
تعلوهم نار الأنيار يسقون من طين الخبار أصات الأهل النار Where the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said on the day of rising يحشرون المتكبرون يوم القيامة The arrogant and proud will be gathered like specks in the form of men Abasement will envelope them on every side They will be driven to a prison in Jahannam called Bolas The hottest of fires will rise over them They will have to drink the pus Usara They will have to be, drink the pus Usara to Ahlin Nar They have to drink the pus of the people Of the fire The foul fluid that their skins excrete This is the punishment for the mutakabbir. This is the punishment for the one who has a stigbar. This is the punishment for the one who is proud, haughty and arrogant. To make ibadah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ud'uni as-sajib lakum inna ladhini yastakbiruna anibatili yasayidukhuruna jahannam dakhirin. People who are arrogant to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah has left the bab maftuh. Allah has left the door open. There's no excuse. Or rather, we should seek to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. فَاسْتَهْدُونِي أَهْدِيكُمْ Make dua for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to ask. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to give us guidance and Allah will answer. And that dua has to be according to the sunnah. And that dua has to be upon ikhlas. And sincerity free from shirk and bid'ah. And likewise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, يَا إِبَادِ كُلُّكُمْ جَائِهِ إِلَّا مَنْ أَطَعْمْتُهُ Subhanahu wa ta'ala says, all of you... Uh, uh, are hungry except for the one atantuhu fastatimuni utimkum seek food from me and I will feed you Ya Ibadikullukum Arin illaman kasautu fastaksuni aksikum All of you are naked except for the one that I give clothings to. So seek clothing from me and I will clothe you. Barakalafikum this is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala commanding us to make dua to him and seeking provisions and risk from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for who are razzaq al-quwwatil mateen he subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is the provider so we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to provide for us and he will provide if this dua supplications is upon tawheed and upon the sunnah Allah with his hikmah will provide for his ibad that which he wills subhanahu wa ta'ala and from this hadith, Barakallahu Fikum, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is cultivating in this hadith, iftiqar al-mu'min li rabbihi. And that is the slave turning to his Lord in need and humbling himself and realizing that he is muftaqir, that he is in need of Allah. He's in need of Allah in the hidayah. He's in need of Allah in his affairs of the dunya. So the slave he humbles himself. He humbles himself to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Knowing that he is in need of him. So in that he increases in the love of Allah. And, appreci- and, and, and understands the names and attributes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of this returning to aqidah. And in that the ibad will increase in muhabba. Will increase in taqwa. And stay away from the sins. And 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 push and 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 race towards the ta'at, the obedience. Barakallahu fikum. And in this hadith, barakallahu fikum, is a refutation against those who are proud, 
and it sh it barakalafikum. It should eliminate those who have proudness in their chest, those who have arrogance, those who are amazed by themselves. Because verily, you're you're in need of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for simple food. You're in need of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala for water. You're in a lead in need for of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to put the clothes on your back. So this should uh, help the person who has ujub, who is amazed by himself, to realize that in reality he is amazed by himself out of ignorance of the reality of his essence, of the reality of his him being in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The benefit, next benefit that we can take from this hadith, barakallahu feekum, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّكُمْ تُخْطِئُونَ بِاللَّيْلِ وَالنَّهَارِ And that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that you make error and you fall short, you sin in the night and the day. And this is from the compassion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that he knows that his slaves, they sin, and his slaves that they make errors. And he does not, he does not punish them, he gives them time for tawbah. He gives the ibad time for tawbah. To make tawbah, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned in another had Kullu bani Adam khatta' wa khayru khatta'ina tawabun All of the children of Adam err, and the best of those who err, they make tawbah, they repent. Kull innakum tukhti'una bil-layl wal-nahar Verily you sin by night and day, subhanallah. Allah is aware of this, and He is the one who created the heavens and the earth. And he is a provider, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he is the one who sustains the creation. And he is aware also, subhanahu wa ta'ala, that people sin night and day. And yet he's, through his compassion and his kindness, subhanahu wa ta'ala, has left the Bab of Tawbah open until death, subhanahu wa ta'ala. From the benefits that we can take from this Hadith, Barakallahu Fikum, is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, that you sin, Barakallahu Fikum, Allah says, you sin in, uh, daily and, and nightly, every day and every night. This is a refutation against the Qadariyya who claim that Allah does not have knowledge of something before it occurs. This is a refutation against the Qadariyya. They negate knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because Allah says here, You sin night and day. So Allah is telling us that He knows what the sins that we're going to do. So therefore Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows and has the knowledge of these sins before they occur. Before they occur. فَهَذَا الْحَدِيثِ صَرِيحٌ فِي أَنَّ اللَّهَ عَلِمَ ذُنُوبِ الْعِبَادِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. And this is a refutation against the Qadriya who negate that knowledge of Allah knowing something before it happens. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned This is a proof that Allah knows that the sins will happen. Another benefit that we can take from this hadith, Barakallahu Fikum, Fastaghfiruni aghfir lakum. And that is when Allah says, so seek forgiveness from me and I will forgive you. And this is a, ref this is a proof, ya ikhwati al-karam, that no one is, can say they're not in need to seek forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
because the ibad yukhti'oon bil-layl wal-nahar as Allah said that the slaves they sin by the night and day or every night and every day that they sin so there isn't a single individual who's not in need of seeking istighfar as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said aghfir lakum. so seek forgiveness for me and I will forgive you no one is exempt from seeking this forgiveness because we are all making errors night and day and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from his mercy has opened the bab of tawbah has opened the door of tawbah and repentance for the one who has fallen into sins and errors another benefit that we can take from this hadith is the complete dominion of, of the mulk of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in need of ibad Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not in need of his slaves but rather his slaves are in need of him you cannot harm or benefit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah is not in need of us we are in need of him Allah is not in need of ibadah worship we are in need of ibadah Allah is not in need of us to stay away from haram we need to stay away from haram Allah is not in need of us to fulfill ta'a, obedience. We are the ones in need of fulfilling a ta'a, obedience. إِنَّكُمْ لَن تَبْلَغُوا تَضُرُّنِي You couldn't harm Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or benefit Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But rather, we are the ones who are in need to stay away from the haram, stay away from that which is harmful, and we are the ones in need of obeying him subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another benefit that we can take from this hadith is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned all of creation from the beginning of time to the end of the time. Inna awwalakum wa The first of you and the first of you and the last of you. That includes all of the creation in this hadith. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has incorporated all of the creation in this hadith. So all of the benefits, barakallahu feekum, jazakumullahu khaira, that we find in this hadith of seeking aid from Allah, of barakallahu feekum, seeking guidance from Allah, seeking food from Allah, drink from Allah, clothing from Allah, being in need of, of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, all of the creation are incorporated in this. So in it is a refutation against the Sufis who, who worship their shiuch. It's a refutation against those who worship man from the Nasara. It's a refutation against those who worship man from the Yahud. It's a, re, it's a refutation against those who worship Muhammad wasallam from those who ascribe to this Ummah. It's a refutation against those who worship the creation. Am min khaliqun. Allah is the one who created all of the creation, barakallahu feekum. And all of the creation are in need. The first of them and the last of them. All of them are in need of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And not from the first of them or the last of them. If they were the most pious from amongst them, uh, they would not benefit Allah. Or the most evil from amongst them, they would not harm Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah is not in need from the beginning of the creation to the, end of, to the last one of the creation. 
are all in need of Allah. It's a refutation against those who worship the makhlukin. It's a refutation against those who worship the creator, the, the creation. Those who worship the creation. Now, so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let anfa'u ta'atil ta'in, wa let adurruhu ma'asiyatil asin. So those who obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are not benefiting Allah, they're benefiting themselves. And those who stay away from ma'asi are benefit themselves, not Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Those who stay away from sins are benefit themselves. It's for their own maslaha and the maslaha of the rest of the creation. Naam. <coughs> barakallahu feek. From this hadith, barakallahu feek, the benefit that we can take. فَمَنْ وَجْدَ خَيْرًا فَلْيَحْمَدِ اللَّهِ Where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in this hadith, Qudsi, and whoever finds good, then let him praise Allah. Then let him praise Allah. The one who enters into Jannah, then let him praise Allah. The one who is guided to the Sunnah, then let him praise Allah. And the one who, Marakalafiq, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has guided them from falling into sins and ma'asi, falyahmadillah. So in this is, Marakalafiqum, a call by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the creation, to the ibad, that they should praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, alhamd. And Ibn Qayyim, rahimullah, he mentions alhamd with the al istighraq with the uh, uh, definite uh, al-article here. It shows that all praises for Allah, all praises for, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is part of the iman of his names and attributes, because the one who has the perfect names and has the perfect attributes, barakallahu feekum, is deserving to be praised with all indefinite, absolute praise. And the one who deserves absolute, indefinite praise, that is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the one that deserves to be worshipped alone without any partners. فَمَنْ وَجَدَ خَيْرًا فَلْيَحْمِدِ اللَّهِ فَمَنْ وَجَدَ خَيْرًا فَلْيَحْمِدِ اللَّهِ the next benefit that we can take <coughs> from this hadith and that is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala مَنْ تَخَلَّفَ أَنْ عَمْلَ الصَّالِحِ وَلَمْ يَجْدُ خَيْرًا فَاللَّوْمُ عَلَى نَفْسِهِ and that is that the one who refrains from doing any good and stays away from obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he finds evil in this he blames himself he is the one to blame. For he does not blame anyone but himself. And Ibn Salih al-Uthameen rahimahullah ta'ala, he said, كَيْفُ يَكُونَ اللَّوْمَ عَلَى نَفْسِي وَأَنَا لَمْ يُقَدَّرْ لِي هَذَا He said, why is the blame upon me when it wasn't decreed that I be upon obedience? Someone may ask that question. Why is the blame upon me when it's decreed? He answers, Rahimahullah ta'ala, إِنَّكَ هِينَ فَعَلْتَ الْمَعْسِيَ أَوْ تَرَقْتَ الْوَاجِبْ لَمْ تَكُمْ تَعْلَمْ أَنَّهُ قُدِّرَ لَكْ هَذَا When you left the sin, the obedience, and you fell into disobedience, you didn't know it was written for you before you did it. But you did it. فَالْعَاسِيُ يُقَدِّمْ عَلَى مَعْسِيَ وَهُوَ لَا يَعْلَمْ أَنَّهَا كُتِبَتْ عَلَيْهِ before he goes, so he's he's he has the urge to go to that sin. So he blames. So he has no one else to blame but himself.
likewise leaving those acts of obligatory he didn't know that it was going to be written for him decreed for him that he would leave that obligatory act but he still went for it he doesn't know so the person who falls into that has no one to blame but himself the Sunnah, the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the Prophets that came with a clear guidance, the clear propagation. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala revealed the Quran with clear proof and evidences. And after all of that, you still ignored it. You ignored all of that and pushed and raced towards shirk, bid'ah, ma'asi, sins. So you have no one to blame but yourself. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent the messengers with huda and the Quran is revealed that has huda, guidance and clarifications and guidelines. You decided to turn away from these guidelines, then you have no one else to blame but yourself. Naam. And with that, barakallahu feekum, is the conclusion of this lesson. And ta'ala, I advise my brothers to reflect on this hadith. We could pick hundreds and hundreds of benefits as taken from this hadith. But in summary, we say, Barakallahu Fikum, that in this hadith, it shows that we have to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance. We have to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the affairs of the dunya. And our obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not benefit Allah and our disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not harm Allah we are in need to obey Allah and we are in need to stay away from his disobedience and his anger wa sallallahu wa sallam wa barak ala nabiyyina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen